On today's podcast, I speak about plantar fasciitis, the most common causes that I see at the clinic, what to do about it even on your own, and things to look out for in terms of how to prevent plantar fasciitis in the future on Everything is About Your Health, the podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Nichelle Thompson. Welcome to Everything is About Your Health, the podcast. I believe one of the most important things you can do for yourself is to be open-minded to learn. To learn about different professions out there in the world that links to your health, either directly and indirectly. For instance, I operate a manual osteopathy and cold laser clinic in Sudbury, Ontario, Canada. For those not familiar with manual osteopathy, it takes a holistic, whole-body approach to healthcare. It uses manual, hands-on techniques to improve all aspects of the body, including the skeleton, joints, muscles, nerves, circulation, connective tissue, as well as organs. Internal functions like metabolism, respiration, and reproduction can also be improved without the use of drugs. Here at Heat Therapy, Holistically Elite Active Therapy, we utilize BioFlex cold laser units to help accelerate healing on a cellular level. It is a light-based technology proven to be highly effective in the treatment of musculoskeletal problems and wound healing. We have had many success stories with this technology. People have avoided surgeries, reduced and eliminated medication, and reduced or eliminated all sorts of pain. So please, join us on this journey as we interview all sorts of professions and how they link to your health, either directly and indirectly. How is everyone doing? This is episode 53. I can't even believe it has been over a year now that I've been releasing a new podcast every week. So we started by interviewing people and now it has graduated and turned into educating people more about what manual osteopathy is so that you can live a better, more pain-free life. Who doesn't want that? A better quality of life is way better. <laughs> I should get with a better slogan than that. Help us help you live better is my slogan at Heat Therapy and Summer. But let's get on to the topic today. I am going to speak about plantar fasciitis. If you've never had plantar fasciitis before, I'm sure you have heard about it or know somebody who has had it. And essentially, if you've seen it or when you've had it yourself, you know that it is extremely painful and it is a pain that you feel like almost like a ripping type of sore pain right underneath your foot and typically it's characterized as being worse in the morning because you just slept and that foot has been in a shortened position and when you wake up in the morning and you step down that floor you almost feel like your foot is ripping and the pain is excruciating it takes you a little bit to get going before the plantar fascia right underneath the foot warms up so if that sounds like you or if you know anybody who, is cur- who currently has it or you know someone who has had it, I still recommend that you send this to them because I'm about to share some information that is very, very important to not only prevent plantar fasciitis, but to prevent plantar fasciitis from reoccurring if it already has happened and even what to do about it if you've had it. So first off, let's talk about what plantar fasciitis is. So what plantar fasciitis is, is it is the inflammation of the plantar's 
fascia. So the plantar fascia is a structure, it's a fascia, and plantar just means the bottom of the foot, okay, that extends from the bottom of the heel and then extends out towards the toe, the base of the ball of the foot and attaches into the metatarsals of the foot. And the whole purpose of this from biomechanical standpoint is this structure is supposed to help support the bottom of the arch, is um, supposed to help with force attenuation, which is a fancy way of saying when you take a step with your foot, it just helps to distribute the forces throughout the foot so that there's not so much going on in one area. Um, and that the arch, it helps to limit it from collapsing and then also helps to act as a little bit of a spring so that it, you can better propel yourself forward when you're walking, standing, or, or jumping, running, I should say. Now, what are the most common causes? So I treat plantar fasciitis in my clinic. It's something that I do see um, quite regularly next to back pain, knee pain. But speaking to plantar fasciitis, the most common causes that I see cause plantar fasciitis is not the plantar fascia alone. That is just a symptom to what is going on. So there's three main things that I find that are in common with people who have plantar fascia. Some have all three, some have just two, or a combination of two, or some people just have one issue. So typically, how I treat it in the clinic from a manual osteopathic and certified athletic therapist standpoint is I take a detailed history taking a signal. Was there any past injuries? Was there any issues? Orthotics, footwear, sports growing up, etc., 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 and then we go into a series of orthopedic tests. And essentially, that's a fancy way of saying, I am trying to find out what is wrong with the person from a biomechanical standpoint. Because I want to know why the plantar fasciitis has occurred. I don't really care that the plantar fasciitis is there because we are going to treat that inflammation and irritation with the cold laser to get at the foot and help with pain and whatnot. But to make sure that it doesn't come back, I want to correct and strengthen or stretch whatever that I need so that the client is in the best biomechanical situation that they can be for their body type. So the first thing that I find if we start at the foot, sometimes the alignment of people's feet are not ideal, whether that have has been a past injury or ankle sprains or turf toe or um, some type of like, you know, ingrown toenails. Can, um, can lead to that. Sometimes there's an actual tightness in the plantar fascia itself that has irritated the plantar fascia and that's why it's inflamed. So that's the first one. The second one is the calves are extremely tight. So essentially how you know if you have too tight a feet is you stand right next to a wall. And what you want to do is to measure out five inches. Okay. So it works out to about 12 centimeters for all my Canadian people out there. Um, cause I am Canadian, <laughs> but just five inches is just quicker. Um, is it, what I was taught. But anyways, so you stand right next to a wall, your toes are pointing to the wall. Okay. So you're standing right in front of the wall and you're measuring five inches or 12 centimeters from the wall to where your feet are, your toes are. 
what you should be able to do is you should be able to stand into a lunge, okay? So the foot that you're testing is in front and the leg that you're not testing is just a stand behind you to give you some balance. And what you want to do is with the leg that's in front, you're going to bend your knee and try to get your knee to touch the wall. If at this five inch or 12 centimeters width away from the wall, you cannot touch your knee to the wall without lifting your heel. So that means your heel is being lifted off the ground in order for you to be able to touch your knee against the wall. Your calves are too tight, okay? So you need to stretch the gastroc as well as the soleus muscle. And if you go to my YouTube channel and you look up best exercises for plantar fasciitis, I go over a series of different mobility exercises for the feet as well as different fascial release techniques for the calves and different stretches for the calves, the gastrocnemius muscle, the soleus muscle, and even a little bit into the hamstring muscle because this fascial connection and chain can lead to the tightness and therefore the irritation and cause that inflammation underneath that plantar fascia and give you that plantar fasciitis and painful sensation underneath the foot. And now third, the last thing that I commonly see is that there is like a weakness around the stability of the hips. Now, how you can test that yourself is to go in front of a mirror and you stand in front of the mirror and you look at those hip bones. You know those pointy parts in the front of your hips? Well, if you stand onto one leg, do these bones stay even or does the leg you're standing on, does the opposite hip drop or does it get excessively lifted up? If you are saying yes to either your hip dropping or or lifting, you have a positive test, meaning that gluteus medius muscle that is designed specifically to stabilize those hips, to keep your pelvis neutral when you're walking, jumping, climbing, whatever, it's weak and it's not doing its job and therefore this weakness is causing improper biomechanics to then refer down the rest of the leg and that is what is causing that instability at the foot therefore putting too much pressure and demanding too much of this plantar fascia to support the foot and the rest of the body and therefore that excessive unrealistic expectation that you are putting on your foot to support the rest of your body eventually comes to a point where your body can no longer compensate and then you get this injury because a lot of the time people say, well, I don't really know what happened. You know, it's uh, it, it just all of a sudden it came out of nowhere. Well, this is what's known as creep and creep is defined as little issues that build and build and build and build until it gets to the point where your foot can no longer handle compensating for the rest of the improper mechanics and strength or lack of flexibility of the rest of your body and then boom you feel this issue and what most commonly happens is people in our culture tend to have very sedentary lifestyles you know we 
don't move as much as we should and we go to work and we often sit at a desk and do our work and then we go and sit in our cars and essentially what I'm trying to say is we sit, 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 sit. So that elasticity of our muscles decrease. The strength that we once had decreases. Guys, if you don't use it, you lose it. So it is important that when you are going to see somebody for this plantar fascia issue, that you are not just getting treated for your foot. That is not the problem. It is a response to what is actually going on either in your foot or in your knee or in the leg muscles or improper firing patterns or a lack of flexibility that has created this issue. So if we were to um, say, um, what happens if you have this question, what happens when somebody with plantar fasciitis comes in to see me at my clinic? I kind of gave you a little bit of that. So essentially the protocol that we follow at heat therapy is we are assessing and getting a good idea of what is going on so that we can make sure that they're getting the right stretching exercises, the right strengthening exercises, and the right treatment to align their body to make sure that the joints are all working soundly so that the muscles and the joints and the bones are working together as opposed to just trying to support each other and essentially working against each other. We make sure to do a series of cold laser, bioflex laser therapy treatments to make sure that we are treating and targeting the actual inflammation and issue at the air. And why is that so important? It's important because what happens with inflammation, and I spoke to this in the last um, podcast episode. So if you want to go back to listen to episode 52 about what all the laser is all about, I highly recommend you do that. But I'm just going to go into a really brief kind of explanation is because we are trying to prevent scar tissue from creating a massive shortening in that plantar fascia because if the plantar fascia becomes excessively shortened this will highly predispose this person who had plantar fasciitis or currently has plantar fasciitis it will predispose them highly to acquiring it again if they do not increase the elasticity of that scar tissue and Um, get that nitrous dioxide out of the area and get the blood flow in the area and and all the sort of good stuff that the laser does to make sure that the cells are healthy in the area so that we can focus on the strengthening stretching of the surrounding areas that cause the problem in the first place so after them doing my YouTube videos and me aligning their mechanics and making sure that there's nothing else unique as to what could also be contributing to these issues because everybody is different. I never treat the same person the same way. Then by the end of these sessions, people are pain-free. They know what they have to do to maintain this. So see you later. I hope I don't have to see you again, but if I do, you know what to do. You know to come and get laser right away if you start to feel something so that you can stop it in its tracks and we can reassess to see if anything else is going on. That's all I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. Like always, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me. I get back to every single one of you. And if you're listening to this podcast right now, take a screenshot. I want to see, post it on your social media, tag me. I want to know, spread the word because a pain-free life, guys, is way better than being in pain. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't realize that 
they don't have to live in pain. So please, 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 please share this with your friends and family. Show that you care. And that's a wrap for this episode. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast if you found it to be educational and know someone who would benefit. This is Nichelle Thompson on Everything is About Your Health, the podcast.